Hi, I'm the father of the Father and Son F1 podcast. And I'm the son from the Father and Son F1 podcast. And today, we're going to be reviewing the French Grand Prix. Yes, so let's dive right into it. Alright, so let's jump right into qualifying from the French Grand Prix last weekend. So, Max Verstappen took the pole. He snatched it from Lewis Hamilton by about around three-tenths of a second. Verstappen had a 131.0, and Lewis had a, uh, or no, Verstappen had a 129.9, and Lewis had a 130.2. Hamilton had the fastest time in Q2, so, though, and so it was close. Yeah, Hamilton did a great job, uh, just like he has been for the last few weekends, of sorting it out and getting the car figured out. Started off at practice unhappy with the vehicle. And then uh, by the end of qualifying, he was firmly in second place. Valtteri? Third. Third place, just a tenth behind. And Sergio by a tenth, under a tenth. <clears throat> yeah, the first four were close. Sergio got fourth. So both Hamilton, both uh, Mercedes and Red Bulls were in the front, first through fourth. Then... Yeah, in fact, the top five were... were the, in fact, the top six... No, top seven. We're literally under a second together. Yeah, so a very tight cluster of cars right there. Um, let's move on now. Uh, I would say that Sergio had one of his better qualifying performances. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's been fooling around a little bit in qualifying, but this week he was ready to roll. Valtteri was very happy with his car. He was in Lewis's They swapped chassis. the chassis. Lewis had Valtteri's chassis, and, uh, which he still performed very good in because he's a very talented driver, but Valtteri excelled because he had the better chassis finally. Well, maybe. That could be true. So, that's your top four. Let's kind of quickly run through the rest of the field. Yeah, so we Five through the... 20 here. So you have Sainz, who was around um, nine-tenths off. And then you had Gasly, and then you had Leclerc, who was 997,000, I guess you could say, off for Stappen's time. All right, so Sainz out-qualifies Leclerc. Seems like he's getting things sorted out in the Ferrari. Yeah. Gasly splits the Ferraris in six. Gasly has had a stellar season so far. Yes, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, he's even better than 2021. It's, it, it's amazing to see him go, and I think he'll... Hopefully he finds a better team. I mean, there are talks about him going to Alpine, but... I think he deserves a better home than that. Right. Let's go ahead and look at next. We had Lando in eighth. Yeah. Fernando in ninth, which was kind of a surprise. Yeah. Ricardo in tenth. Ricardo in tenth. Ocon in eleventh. Just missed out. So Alpine is kind of showing up in in qualifying there as a good midfield team. Yeah. Vettel qualifies where you'd expect him to. 12th, a little bit of a step back after how he finished the previous race. Yeah, but he did qualify one spot ahead. But he has qualified one spot behind of where he did start that race. Right. Next up, you had Giovinazzi taking 13th, which is a pretty good spot qualifi- qualifying yeah. spot for the Alfa Romeo. Yeah. And you got George Russell that in 14th. That was a very, well, he always makes Q2, but then he had, he, to be, he was actually slowest of the Q2 runners because our fifth, Mick Schumacher crashed with 30 seconds left in Q1 while in 15th, or 14th actually, faster than Russell, ultimately ending the session. Yeah, not to mention Schumacher was um, quite good on that lap that he crashed on, I think. As a matter of fact, George Russell had out-qualified his teammate by two thousands of a second in Q1 because Schumacher was in 14th with his Q1 lap 
being a 132.9. Russell had a 133.060, and Latifi had a 133.062 when the red flag came out. So, ultimately, Russell basically sneaked in. Yeah, I would say Russell was in danger there of not out-qualifying his Latifi. teammate because Latifi brought it to Russell's level Remember, on that qualifying run. Yeah, if Russell's <laughs> only missed, lost a qualifying to his teammate once in his career when he got moved up to Mercedes for a right. race for the Kimi Raikkonen comes in at 17th. And where are you? That's actually a bit of a shocker. Mazepin. Oh, wait, I don't think he got a sec. I don't think he got to set a proper lap. Not sure. Yeah. Stroll. You have Mazepin, who was slow as usual. Stroll actually had, had only been setting warm up laps before Schumacher crashed. He got stuck he out got, when Schumacher wrecked, for sure. He got stuck out because he hadn't got a proper lap in. In fact, his best time, I think he had backed off on a few laps because it says his, he didn't run a proper lap, so his best time was a 212. Yeah, so I think he must he have just tried had to bad run. Luck. He must have ran back off, ran back off. But to be honest, I mean, if you're not going to complete a lap in that amount of time, then you're going to get dished out in the first session. Yeah, it's just, you know, should have had a good lap in earlier, honestly. I think he had a yeah. time that got um, erased, potentially, at turn six, I think. So yeah. he, he that also cost him, I think. It's just bad yeah. luck and bad yeah. circumstance. The Schumacher wreck really put had, him in that spot. Then you have Yuki Sonoda, who crashed out in qualifying after a... After a incident where he spun at turn one, and then reversed. Pretty bad practice, the honestly. And then he loses the car right out of the gate and qualifying red flag the session out of the yes. gate. So. And the route it's on, as which David Croft described as twerking. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, an unusual uh, time. Commentary section. A little bit of a weird commentary from Crofty, but, uh, yes. you know. If that's what he wants to say, that's what he wants to say. Yes. The car was so the 107% twerking. time was a 137, so if Stroll had ran that lap in a, had ran that lap as his best practice session lap, he would have failed to qualify, so lucky it was a qualifier. Right, luckily he had done good in practice, well enough to advance. Anything from qualifying surprise you? Um, no, uh, not really. Same. It seemed about right. Sergio had a good performance. Uh, I thought that the Ferraris looked okay. Uh, Gasly, I mean, at this point, I'm not surprised when he does well because he's just doing really well. Um, but I did think Vettel might muster a little better than that. Um, I also thought the Alpines had looked good at Azerbaijan. Yes. And and uh, I thought we might see them look strong, but they looked kind of like they look. So. Yeah, and that's at a home race, don't forget. Yeah, don't forget that for Elcon and the team. All right, well, let's move into the race talk now. This was a fantastic Grand Prix. Yes. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Max Verstappen fan um, and a Red Bull fan. I am, but that's not what I'm saying. I thought it was a great... Uh, the strategy was definitely in play. Tire wear was significant, and I think the fact that tire wear was unexpectedly bad threw the race into kind of chaos, yeah. and it really made it interesting. So um, let's just get right into it. Well, it has left me a bit upset that Hamilton was alone but by getting schooled on the strategy but it i can't deny it was an amazing race yeah i think you know it was back and forth they pit verstappen early to undercut yeah take a good lead the tires begin to fall away so he ultimately they sergio finally the red bulls are in a good spot 
Perez is creates a situation where he takes the lead, putting Mercedes in a real bind. Yeah, Toto said to- Perez's strategy and Red Bull's and his perfect pace ruined Mercedes' chance for a right. fastest lap point and <clears throat> the ultimate undercut. Sergio because running long was they, a they great strategy. Yeah, they didn't want Perez to win the whole thing because that's when they could really get leapfrogged in the constructors. And Perez could have won the thing if they tried to do the double undercut because Perez could have kept the lead with with Verstappen maybe, and he would have he would have easily chopped off Bottas, and he would have got Lewis in the pit. So it all well, it worked out perfectly because when they finally did pit uh, pit Sergio, he was able to you know be in third place at the end of it. Yeah. Also, what happened, which I thought was really great was Red Bull was wise enough to go back and double undercut. They learned that from Mercedes. At Spain, right? Yes. So they yeah, this time This time they did the calculation and they said we got it. Pit Verstappen again, bring him in for fresh tires and he can run down Lewis up front, which yeah. he did not as quick as they thought though. This um, it Lewis went late. Had... He only passed him with what? Yeah. Two laps to go. Yeah, it was the penultimate lap. Lewis, when he passed him at Spain, he had like 10 laps till the end, and it was an early overtake. This literally was like last moment, star need. Right. It was amazing. Max drove yes. a flawless race so we for the just... most part. Let's talk, well, the race was not flawless. Max had a shaky start. Uh, yeah. He gave up the lead yeah, right out of the gate. You. The start was amazing for me. Well. Yeah. So should we start from the bottom with recapping what's going to happen in the, like, Basically describing people's races. Sure. So, let's start in P20 with Nikita Mazepin, who was a lap down, last place, and and he it finishes behind his teammate Schumacher again. It's all what we would expect. It seems to me that those two, I've also heard rumblings that uh, they're not big fans of each other. Nick, Nick, uh, Mazepin and Schumacher. Seems like there could be some tension between them. Uh, which is unfortunate for Mazepin, uh, but Schumacher... Because he literally is, you know... Schumacher seems to be the better driver. Yeah, so Mazepin's probably just getting angry. But yeah, um, but the Williams and the Alfa Romeos have kind of inched further ahead. Oh, I think we also forgot to mention that there's I'm not a sure the principal at Williams. Oh, uh, yeah, ago. yeah. Also, I, I think that uh, Haas had been ahead of Williams in the Constructors... Um, but I'm not sure if they are now after this race. So and, uh, yeah. So Min- we already discussed Mick Schumacher ahead of his teammate. They don't like each other potentially, and we'll see what happens escalating in the next two races for these two guys. All right, let's move up to 18th position. Nicholas Latifi. Um. So he ran his regular race. There's not much to say about these bottom three because they ran the regular races. This is their average grid position and their average finishing position because they're always running around the same spots. Yeah, I think if Grosjean and Magnussen were still at Haas, Latifi would have finished dead last. Yeah, I mean, it's clear that Latifi is not a good driver here. Well, he's definitely not up to stuff. Well, Schumacher, a couple races ago, was fighting Latifi. I do feel like Latifi is improving. I think Haas um, has a ways to go. Obviously, they're not doing anything to the car, so it's just going to be... Yeah, but Latifi needs to get a move on. Schumacher's been fighting him throughout the season, and Haas is, you know, not upgrading that car. True. Because, as 
as they would say, they have no money, but they're trying to get money. So, 17th is Kimi Raikkonen. Not a great weekend for uh, Kimi. Yeah, the Iceman. Behind in all sessions, 17th in qualifying. He has earned, he earned points in Azerbaijan, so this is quite a shocker. Well, I he mean, just didn't so, have a good weekend. So, the bottom four have all qualified. Well, Schumacher qualified in 15th. But the bottom four have... The bottom three have gone in their average position, and the the, the 17th place has qualified and stayed, stayed in the same place in a bad one. 16th, Charles Leclerc. Now, this is a shocker. Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. The Ferrari goes 16th. So, they actually had no pace throughout this race, and when they did a two-stopper... I mean, you do a two-stopper if you're fighting for the lead, not if you're kind of tightened up with the back. They stoppers. had extreme tire wear issues, worse than everyone else, according to them. Yeah, so they had... And they don't have their car sorted out for that yeah. race. and then they tried... So, they were extremely slow off the bat with the... Um, w- w- they were slow off the back with... Um, with tire wear, and then they try to two-stop it because Leclerc has such wear. He said he struggled a lot with everything in this race. Yeah, it was ugly. It was ugly. He started in 6th or 7th place, and he seventh. finished 16th. Uh, so not yeah. a great day for so him. So they two-stopped him, and they it was just a nightmare. They two-stopped mm-hmm. him, and then he never went up the field. He, didn't, he got past Raikkonen. He didn't get past Giovinazzi, though. When you've got I mean, a Ferrari actually, sandwich between two Alfa Romeos at the back half of the field, uh, it's not a good weekend for and Ferrari. He actually return. came out right ahead of Raikkonen, so he didn't pass anyone. So they were slower <laughs> than a couple Alfa Romeos that weekend. Right, well, speaking of, Alfa Romeos, Antonio Giovinazzi was in 15th. Yep. Yeah, so, another, so he's ahead of his teammate this race. This track either suits him more or the car suited him more this weekend, but... Yeah, Kimmy just had an off weekend, I think. It wasn't good at all. Yeah. <clears throat> Giovinazzi, you know, 15th. Not much to say there. Uh, let's move up to 14th. This is also, you know... A bit on. You expected this to be getting into the contested spots, and Ocon comes in the back of that with, uh, you know, 14th place for Alpine uh, at the home circuit for him and the team. Yeah, the French team is... Not a great weekend for him. Yeah, Alpine, though, I think did a bit better, though, so we'll get to Alonso's result later. Right. Now, Yuki Sonoda in P13. Now, also, Esteban kind of just signed a three-year extension prior to this race, so... Maybe he got um, a bit cocky out the wheel, like, hard to I'm say. safe for three years. Hard to say. Let's go ahead and move on to Yuki Sonoda. After a terrible practice and even worse qualifying, he comes in 13th after starting in the pit lane. Yes. I mean, actually, I believe at turn four, he passed Nikita Mazepin. Yeah, so right out of the gate, he was making positions. Well, the Haas car, (laughs) plus its driver, is super slow to to start off. And then he kept picking people off and picking people off. The Alphatari is a great car. I mean, Gasly's been suited to it. He, I mean, his he has literally spent like nine races. He has spent uh, 13, no, 12 races. He's only spent twelve races out of this race car, and 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 look how he is. Once right. you get suited to it, you're really good. Won a race, three podiums, with, all with this car. Yeah, I just have to say, you know, for me, listening to Yuki on the radio, you know, whining about this and that and the other and complaining. It's not a good look for him, especially as a rookie, 
um, makes the team look bad, I think. Yeah. And they've had talks with him from what I've gathered. So um, hopefully he can continue to improve. I'd like to see him real successful yeah. in F1. Uh, I think he has a lot of talent. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's going to take him a little while to get used to the car and everything else. Yeah. And yeah. the pressure of Formula One also. Yeah, I don't think there's any pressure for him, though. I feel like he's... I don't know. I mean, it's... it's, it's well, louder. I just mean by pressure, I mean, like, you know, everything he he's says with, gets scrutinized. Yeah. The media is He's pretty, getting... Po- he, he's a bit popular with the grid, but at the same time, he's a bit quiet. Yeah. So... so Not on the radio. I don't know. Yeah. Not quiet on the radio. All right, let's move on from Yuki. Uh, I think he'll George continue Russell. to improve. George Russell, P12. Taking that Williams all the way up the ladder. Yep. Which is... Not in the points, but it is important to note here that all cars finish this race. No one DNF. And it's also important to note that Nicholas Latifi finished in P18, so he's like way ahead of him. Right. It's uh, six six spots ahead of his teammate. And, you know, if you had your typical one or two DNFs here, Russell would be in the points again. So uh, I think that's important to note as well. He, uh, you know, he... You know, just this was an odd race with no no DNFs. Usually you have a, a crash out, an engine problem. That's one thing about France. I'm getting sick of them not having any wrecks. What do you mean by that? I love a I love at least one crash because it can change the perspective of the race. True. But this track has the widest margin for error. It's literally just blue stripes everywhere. Run off everywhere. Yeah, and as Crofty said, he was saying Yuki Tsunoda went into Q3 in qualifying in Q1 right before Tsunoda crashed. He said Yuki Tsunoda, first Q3 appearance last week, two weeks ago, crashed into the barriers. Today, if he does that, he's going to have to go a real long way down there. Managed to do it. Yeah. As his car, quote, torqued across the runoff. Yes, yeah, so uh, anyway, I mean, there's a wide margin for error. There's almost no crashes, and, and they can set up the race. Look at Verstappen's incident, and look at Stroll's incident in Azerbaijan. They all set up the race. Right. I get what you're saying. It makes the race a little more intriguing. Yeah, I mean, like, taking out the quarter, a quarter of the field on the first lap isn't good like they did in 2018. Right. But you don't want total chaos, field, and you like, certainly like, don't want any like, injuries. Like, two cars colliding on the, uh, on the first lap. And and bring and triggering a safety car, that's good. If you if you like take out like half the field or have someone seriously hurt, it's not good. Obviously, that's bad. You just need something race changing. Something to mix it up a bit. I now tire wear play. Now tire, tire wear, wear did it this week. Tire wear took the place of crashes, which which to be <clears> honest helped me this race, but in previous races it has not helped. All right. Well, speaking of, let's move on. Sure. So speaking of tire wear, George Russell had a great race, but speaking of tire wear, like you said, Carlos signs in eleventh. So the best finishing Ferrari this week or last at the French Grand Prix was eleventh, and the first car out. He is the last car on the lead lap. He he is ninety nine seconds behind. Right, Ferrari finishes up the weekend with no points. Yeah, this is disappointing. This is not going to a P four. NAP six. I'll tell you what you're not going to do, finishing two cars out of the points. You're Get third in the constructors. You're not going to beat McLaren in the constructors, that's for sure. So, yikes. Yes. Not good. Yeah, so next up is Lance Stroll, just getting in the points. Not a bad start for him after a, a, a abysmal qualifying situation. Yeah, in uh, fact, that's actually 10 positions up. But he did overtake every single bad car on the field, so. Well, he had, he had you know, he got in the points, and uh, that put two uh, Aston, Aston Martins, Martins in the points. 
That's two more cars in the points than Ferrari had. Yeah, so. and right ahead of him is Vettel. 20, uh, 20 seconds up the road is is Sebastian Vettel. Anyway, up the road is Sebastian Vettel by a bit. And he did, he did well just behind Fernando Alonso. Um, I'll say Vettel... You know, how do what do you get third place in Azerbaijan? Second. Second, sorry. So ninth is not great. Um, I would say I, I would say the Aston Martins. But, to, but there was I would no... say the Aston Martins, um, a little disappointing this week. Yeah. I think we thought maybe they had a little something something going. Seemed like the road course uh, street circuit suited them a little better. Yeah. Uh, because so. look at Monaco. Vettel got a P5, so street circuits assigned to come. Australia, well, not, Australia is more like an actual circuit, but right. it is a street circuit. So stuff like Singapore or what other areas are there that are street circuits left? I have to look at the calendar. Yeah. Not many. In Jeddah. Jeddah, yeah, Jeddah. No. Yeah, but that car does not. They're not going to have the straight line speed to do anything yeah, there. Yeah, but... wait. It, it, oh, yeah, Aston Martin has a Mercedes engine, and it's not the fastest. Um, All right. So that, so I would say Aston Martin a little disappointing this week. Yeah, um, but there was nothing strategy-changing for Vettel to go out and get a podium. And right. his teammate didn't afford him to take a crash this week. So. so let's move up to eighth place, Fernando Alonso. Far superior to his teammate, his teammate this week. Um Getting points at the home Grand Prix for Alpine. Mm-hmm. He is definitely looking like he's coming along here, getting his legs back under him this season. Yeah, well, it's easy for him because he's a two-time world champion. So. Well, that was a long time ago. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, he should have been a. I mean, he should have been like a four-time world champion at this point, or five. He could have won in two thousand seven, ten, and twelve. He has five-time world championship talent. Uh, <clears throat> well. Uh, all I know is he looks like he's getting back in form here. Yes. And then you in seventh, you have Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly drops a spot. One. One spot. One singular spot because Daniel Ricciardo qualified in P10 and worked his way up the race. Right. Daniel Ricciardo qualified poor, but brings it on race weekend. That finishing is... behind Lando Norris by about 11 seconds. But... Uh, Daniel Ricciardo seems to be sorting it out slowly yeah. and surely. Yes. So Gasly actually had a fight with Lando Norris where he forced him off and he pushed himself off. Which yeah. Lando but kind you know, I think you know Lando's right that he Gasly was, went he... aggressive. But you know what? Good. If Gasly had been more aggressive like that when he was at Red Bull, he'd still be at Red Bull. Yeah. I think Gasly is mature. Sergio and Gasly knows. Gasly knows that he's got to show his stuff out there. and being, This is his final year at Alpine, maybe. You mean Alphatari? Yeah, yeah, Alphatari. Well, I think he can stay there as long as he wants to, honestly. Yeah, but, but Red Bull's going to move him out of the line. Um, I, I think he's a good driver. I think he knows that he's got to show his stuff and that uh, no one's going to give him any positions. He has to take them, and that's what he's doing. Yeah. So, yeah, he pushes him wide. And Lando, I mean, you could have said it. He, he forced me off the track, but instead he whines like a little bit. He forced me off the track. He even pushed himself off. Yeah, he had a lot to say about it. But afterwards they talk. They seem fine about it. So it's, yeah. just, it's just racing. Um, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's racing. Two young, hungry it. drivers that want to win. Yeah, so sixth, Daniel Ricciardo qualified P10. He did make Q3, so give him something. He's not putting it in the barriers in Q2 ever again. Right. And um, so he 
he it was a good result. He got four positions in the race of drivers who who have had great moments throughout the season. And and it was just a great performance. He's finding his feet. Right. As he as he did at Renault eventually. And then you have Le- everyone's favorite Twitch streamer Lando Norris. Norris, another solid race. I think Lando Norris is a great driver. Uh he seems very comfortable in that car. And he has been bringing it all season long. So, yep. uh, other than uh, a couple of weeks ago, they had like a, an off race, I guess. But he's been very solid. Wait, what race? I can't remember. But uh, not Monaco, not Azerbaijan, not. I would say McLaren's. Oh, it's Spain, I think. Yeah. I would say the McLarens have looked pretty good. Yes. Yeah, so in fourth is Valtteri Bot ever Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri, who was very unhappy on the radio. Why does no Why does nobody listen to me when I say it's going to be a two stopper? He was right. They hosed him a bit. Um, he called it. He was right. I think he felt like he had a chance to podium, maybe even win the race. And uh, they, they left threw him it. hung out. He did not get out there. Well, that's because um, the assumption of anyone that thinks he's a number two driver is correct. Well, he is a number two driver, and also uh, on this team, at least. And also, I think, uh, I think you know Perez being where he was, it really caught them out where they couldn't really make a lot of changes. Like Toto said, the strategy cost them big freaking points. This is Mercedes' worst nightmare. Red Bull with a good car and a driver lineup that is competitive at both drivers. Because now, if Red Bull's having a good weekend, Mercedes can get caught out pretty easy, and that's happened now. So, and yes. it's not the first time. So yeah, I'm looking for more of the yes. same. And Sergio in third. Sergio gets a podium. Second podium of the season. Twelfth, uh, uh, yeah, 12th of his career. So he's had a race win and a third place already this season. I'd say he's off yeah. to a great start at Red Bull. Yes. Way better than Albon or Gasly. And he's, both. and he's gotten up to speed quick, too. First couple races of the year, he's driving around back in sixth or seventh place, fooling around. Then he um, wins. Qualifying low. But now he's uh, he's he's getting it together. Now he's really helping the team. I I like Red Bull's chance in the constructors, and I like Max's chance for the driver championship. And I like Harris's chance for second, maybe. Well, let's move on to second place. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Sir Lewis Hamilton. Um, A very so respectable drive by him. He's doing the best he can with that car. Red Bull strategized him right out of a victory because. I don't think he was going to be catchable otherwise. Verstappen had him either way because Verstappen would have ran Hamilton out of tires. Um, well, Verstappen was running. I think time. on equally worn tires, you know, Hamilton's a great driver. He might have found a but way Verstappen, to win. Yeah, yeah, but Verstappen. I mean, <clears throat> Verstappen's great too. So it would have been a real battle. This has been a great season so far. The battle yeah. between these two Verst- guys. Yeah, Verstappen was also having extreme radio issues. Yeah, Verstappen's radio would not work. Uh, on multiple sections of the track. Yeah. So that was interesting as well. But, long story short, Verstappen wins the race. Yes. Taking a solid lead in the Drivers' Championship, and Red Bull takes a commanding lead in the... Constructors' Championship. Now, that's only seven, now, I... seven out of 23 races. So a lot of racing still to happen, a lot of developments for the cars. Um, I don't yes. think Mercedes is is gonna sit back. I think both teams. Yeah, are Horner ready. said that they believe. Horner and Marco both say that they know they're gonna try to fight it back. Definitely, they are. Um, I mean, it would be great for Mercedes to get a win in the steering Grand Prix. In fact, speaking of which, we have uploaded this a little bit late. 
And um, the steering practice GP, begins tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Or, or you know. Afternoon, if you live, or even right. sleep. So I think uh, all in all, I was expecting a sort of, you know, boring French Grand Prix, but Circuit Paul Ricard did not disappoint yeah. this week. It was fantastic. I, I mean, every single meantime after was like people getting ready to sleep. Excitement happens. Oh. I, at no point was I bored during that race. I thought it was a great. At, every, at no point I was bored. At every point, I had a lump in my throat waiting for Max Verstappen to pass Lewis Hamilton. And it did, and it was glorious. Why? Glorious. Um, oh, yeah, it's been a fantastic season for two guys here. One, myself being a Red Bull Max Verstappen fan, and the other one being a Lewis, Lewis Hamilton, Hamilton Mercedes fan. fan. Um, it has been a great season, and uh, we're both sports fans we're always fans of the same team so this is one of the only things we're not a fan yes. of the same driver so it's been exciting yes but i'm looking forward to this weekend uh we both um are looking forward to, well it it's used, his favorite track it used so. to be and you know it's the home ring for red it's the red bull. bull ring and it's aubrey's favorite track i so. used to like it it's not well, your favorite well, track now. It's around. It's in my top five. Okay, what's number one right now? Uh, right now it's Suzuka. Suzuka, I see. We well, yeah, we haven't got to see much action there lately. Well, it's actually happening this year. So. I know. I'm hoping it happens. So, yeah. uh, all that being said, I think it's been a, it was it's been a great season so far. We are loving it, and we're excited about uh, the Styrian Grand Prix practice starts. And like then, I said, tomorrow. Now, last year for 2020, the first two opening races were. Austrian Grand Prix than Styrian Grand Prix. This year, with the cancellation of the Canadian Grand Prix, um, that that race might have actually been decent if they didn't cancel it. Oh wait, that's actually a street circuit, also I think. Mm, it actually. Uh, oh wait, it is actually. I, I've seen pictures of it taken down. Are you sure about that? I think maybe because it's on like an island in Montreal. Uh, okay, I thought it was a circuit, but anyways, it nonetheless, might. doesn't matter. Yes. We're excited for the remaining races. Yeah, so then you have, they replaced it with the Styrian GP, then you have the Austrian GP, both at the same track, then you go to the Silverstone, I think. Mm, it's going to be great. So, yes. Um, also, big news for this weekend, as, as we're both big fans of the cycling. Yes. Tour, Tour de, de France, France starts this weekend. So yes, right after our French Grand Prix. Then our it's going to be a great sports racing weekend. Yes, we some on two wheels and some on four, but I think it's going to be fantastic. Yes, um, I'm very excited. The issue is they're both early. Um, That's right, they are both early, but we'll uh, we'll record one catch the other this yeah. tour has 21 stages so we can afford to miss yes. one on sunday but anyways um i will say this i'm excited to see uh the red bull ring yes so am I. all right well i'm the father of the father and son f1 podcast and i'm the son from the father and son f1 podcast and we will see you next time